Welcome, Sports Squire community, to the weekly quick clip recap. This week's recap comes from the 23rd episode of Sports Squire Athletic Development Using Your Assessment to Implement Strategic and Specific Interventions for Your Pitcher. For some of you that have listened to both episodes, we did a two part series athletic development, which is actually episode 22 and episode 23. And the, the 22nd episode, Deep Dive into the Assessment of the Pitching Cycle, we went into the six phases of pitching and, uh, and gave some good tips on you know, finding some dysfunctional movement patterns within each of those individual six pitching phases. And then in episode 23, the one that I'm highlighting today, we had more of, of leveraging that assessment of that pitching cycle in order to implement strategic and specific interventions. And in this soundbite today, what I want to highlight are the five principles to use when you're training your pitching athletes. Number one is creating your problems list. So you're going to leverage that assessment. Number two is periodized program to address the adaptation that you want to see. Number three is part tasking to improve range of motion, strength, and synergistic firing patterns, table to floor philosophy. Number four is a generalized versus a specific thought process when when uh, rolling out programs for your pitching athletes and then number five is education around an arm care program i hope you guys will tune in go back listen to episode 22 and 23 and here's the five principles to use when you're training your pitching athletes uh, one of the things i want to speak about you know we spoke very specifically last uh, thursday about the pitching cycle and the biomechanics associated with it and some of the range of motion assessments strength assessments, actual movement assessments that you're going to look at in order to better identify where your pitching athletes can improve their loading patterns or how you can help them mitigate injury risks based upon you know what the science has shown in regards to some of those dysfunctional movement patterns and creating sustainable pathologies over time. Um, but there are other, obviously, more global and generalized uh, assessments that you can do in order to look at your athlete's overall range of motion, overall strength, overall balance, to get a better idea of how you can implement some of these different intervention strategies as well. But for the sake of, of specifically looking at pitchers and how you can part task and break down certain interventions to help them specifically within their pitching cycle, uh, that's what we're going to focus on. So as we as we look to today, you know, I have a, a few part list that I want to kind of go through in regards to how you are going to organize your thoughts and get your athletes uh, structured in regards to to knowing some of the overlying themes that you're going to uh, to guide them with. Number one, you're going to create your problems list. So you're going to leverage your assessment that, that we talked about last week, and you're going to create your problems list in regards to all of the dysfunctional assessments or, or parts of the movement dysfunction that you notice within any one particular part of that pitching cycle and make that list. And, and that at least gives you a, uh, a, a problem um, you know, list to work off of. And then that allows you to kind of go back and circle and say, what interventions do I need to attack based upon that? Number two, you're going to periodize the program to address the adaptation that you want to see. So essentially, we know that not all adaptations or not all limitations or dysfunctions that you're going to find within that assessment, you're not going to be able to change those over overnight, right? There's Those things are going to have to um, be adapted and, and accommodated over a period of time. So we want to make sure 
your planning over that time frame gives respect to whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if you've got someone that has, you know, a lack of uh, external rotation, but yet they've got, you know, horrible uh, scapular retraction and downward rotation of of the the scapula, then you're going to need time to work through um, just some of the static uh, things that you need to work on in regards to first getting that shoulder blade back so that we can be stable and rotate back. So being mindful of the time frames that it may take to get that athlete up to that speed is, is extremely important. And I think I'm making an assumption here too as well. Um, part of the reason why we're rolling this out during this time is because it is the off season. So, you know, for some of those pitching athletes that are maybe starting to get involved in uh, some sort of travel league ball or they're not throwing as much, this is a great time to be able to um, start those periodizations if you haven't started them already. So moving on to the third part that you want to look at is looking at part task um, activities to improve range of motion, strength, and synergistic firing patterns. And what that essentially means is, you know, as we look at the specificity of the throwing motion, sure, we want to improve, you know, the entire motion of that. But in order to improve the entire uh, motion and the synergy between the lower extremity and the upper extremity and getting the arm to you know, move from a particular degree of external rotation to a particular degree of, you know, internal rotation and being able to control that deceleration, we're going to need to part task every single one of those, uh, those demands that are being placed on the body. And so we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how we break that out and how you can look at the lower extremity compared to the upper extremity here in a little bit. But you know, for example, you know, working specifically on external rotation strengthening is a part task way to, you know, help you to achieve more external rotation. And, you know, so is, you know, stretching and to get more available external rotation before you strengthen into that as well. Um, So definitely thinking about the part task movements and how you can break that whole entire movement down into several parts to help eventually plug them back in and to translate into better function. Number four is, you know, we're making the assumption here, there's, there's a, a thought around strength and conditioning for all athletes, not just baseball players, not just pitchers, but looking at a generalized strength and conditioning approach versus a uh, specificity of sport. Both of them are extremely important. And, and really, when you look back to the intro to athletic development principles that I did a couple weeks ago and talked about, you know, the, the different principles and specifically ground-based movements. Um, We look at, you know, developing athletes that are moving through the ground. You're going to want to do your core, uh, you know, Olympic type lifts, your deadlifts, your your squats, your overhead uh, lifts and barbell lifts for some of those that, that are able to do that and able to achieve in progressive fashion in a safe manner, being able to do a pull up. Um, and, and those different types of functional compound based movements get into more of the explosive movements, uh, you know, later as you become, you know, more, um, versed and, and you show better execution to those disciplined movements, you know, doing the hang clean or, uh, regular clean or push jerk or anything that has any type of explosive movement that requires, uh, that, that barbell lift as well. But I, I park on that just to speak to, the fact that you have to overall get your athletes stronger. And when I when I talked about the the assessment of Justin Verlander, and you know, I want to highly encourage you guys to go and Google 
his follow through and look at his skater um, development in regards to how he looks like, you know, literally like a skater as he's he's pulling through and his hip is in maximal amount of extension. There's no way he gets that motion just by working on pitching, right? And I know we know that, but, you know, you're going to have to help develop that strength and that general base. But then at some point there has to be a watershed area where we're working on transitioning that generally based strength into that specificity of sport and even adding supplemental lifts to those generalized periodizations and workout programs um, to make sure that there's getting more functional translation in those functional movement patterns. And then, you know, the last one, you're going to find a lot of different details from different uh, gurus and experts and athletic trainers and people that are around, you know, the game of baseball in regards to just looking at education around an arm care program. And all that essentially means is that the athlete is proactively doing things that's helping to keep the shoulder balanced, helping to keep the arm. When you talk about the arm, that's you know from your elbow, your wrist, your shoulder, um, keeping the arm healthy and, and making sure that you're doing whatever you can proactively to mitigate any type of length tension imbalances, whether that's a flexibility deficit, whether that's a uh, range of motion in the joint deficit, whether it is you know a strength or a synergistic firing issue, any of those, you know, we want to make sure that you know we're doing enough uh, education around that arm care program, and we'll uh, in, in future episodes dive more specific into what I mean by that. But essentially, it's you know making sure that the soft tissue around your shoulder, when you think about the repetition of throwing. And, and, and for this sake of this segment, we're assuming that most people are off-season and not in-season right now. So, you know, taking care of um, a lot of the shortening um, adaptations that happen during the season, um, we, we are making sure that we're highlighting the improvement of that soft tissue during the off-season and making sure that we're restoring that athlete to get back um, to a really good spot as they start the season out. And then really the arm care program comes into great effect when you're doing that on a regular basis throughout the season and keeping that arm in good condition and helping with recovery and doing a lot of those different things. So keeping the soft tissue balanced, keeping the um, biomechanics and, and learning, you know, how the lower extremity, how the pelvis, how the, the shoulder and how some of those things throughout the season or throughout training, if there's fatigue that's involved, can help they can throw off um, that pelvis, you know, specifically, you know, keeping a neutral pelvis helps you to um, be able to project a little bit, a little bit better. But if you get into a lordotic position where your lower back starts to extend, it's amazing what can happen to the arm and the lag forces that can then be attracted to that shoulder joint or that medial elbow joint just by, you know, creating that level of fatigue or creating that level of uh, lack of stability through your trunk. So, that's just a, a specific example, but we will be talking in future episodes about um, education around an arm care program, and I don't want to oversimplify you know, today's episode for you out there because there's a ton of more details that, that we can dive into, and that's the beauty of this platform is that we can continue the conversation and continue to kind of peel back the layers of the onion to be able to see how you can better serve these athletes when you're working with them. Hopefully listening to that soundbite gives you a quick 30,000-foot view of what episode 23 looks like. Again, 
As always, highly encourage all of you to go back and listen to episode 22 and 23 as they are a two-part series in assessing the pitching cycle and also implementing strategic and specific interventions for your pitchers. If you're a coach, trainer, physical therapist, uh, working with young pitching athletes or any type of pitching athletes, it's a really good episode just to kind of give you a superficial look into um, some specific interventions and assessments that you can utilize. As we push forward into this Thursday's segment, excited to, to kind of dive into a topic that really, uh, honestly uh, and transparently, is extremely new to me and one that I've been exploring you know, over the last several weeks and uh, would love to just share some insights into some momentum that I've gained. And it's essentially around the idea of mindfulness. And uh, there's a lot of a, a, a huge social psychology movement that has happened over the last uh, you know, call it two decades, three decades. And uh, I went on this journey and, and started to read a book called Mindfulness by Ellen Langer, uh, who's a leading psychologist in the area of mindfulness. And uh, I've actually started practicing mindfulness through forms of meditation. And I do this uh, first thing in the morning, and I'm looking forward to kind of diving in deep with all of you and, and giving you, uh, you know, what mindfulness is all about. Um, different ways uh, for you to practice mindfulness. It's not just through meditation and allow you to kind of understand the uh, cognitive benefits, the physical benefits, and just the ability that it has to be able to kind of unclutter your mind uh, in such a busy, fast-paced world that we all live in. It's extremely easy for all of us to just have a million thoughts going all at one time and uh, this practice really helps you to kind of focus and be able to learn how to focus on one thing at a time. So extremely excited to release that to you this Thursday. Hope you'll tune in and uh, continue to share this platform with anybody that you feel would benefit from listening and learning. We'll talk to you this Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Sports Squire podcast. Check out the show notes for anything you missed during today's episode. Click subscribe if you haven't already to ensure you get updates on the latest Sports Squire episodes. And remember, as a Sports Squire, your greatest self is found at the intersection of knowledge and action. Don't be normal, be a Sports Squire.